Welcome back to Survivor Worldwide, here to recap Australian Survivor Blood vs. Water episodes 19 to 20. And we're joined today by someone who knows a thing or two about the end game of Australian Survivor, especially in the Outback. Uh, she also knows a bit about puzzles as well. And we're here to be joined by the lovely Wei Chim from Australian Survivor Brains vs. Brawn. Wei, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited um, to kind of do this little recap from the comfort of my couch and just observing. So yeah, absolutely delighted to be back. Yeah, a little bit of stress watching on the couch, watching what other people are doing? No, comparatively, watching my own season, definitely not. No, um, it's definitely a different experience, I will say. I mean, you know, I, I've never called myself a super fan, but definitely watching, having been out there and been through it, it's a different lens. And it's really interesting. Um, yeah, and it's always, it's it's a delight to be able to kind of break that down, some of the strategy, knowing also how people feel out there and all of that stuff. So it really creates a different lens. Um, and that's because this is the first season I'm watching after having played. Mm. It's really, yeah, it's been a really enjoyable experience for me. Yeah, and this week especially has been chaotic. Jenny K here saying in the saying in the chat, sad Sam left, but what an amazing game. Took full advantage of her second chance. And we'll we'll certainly um discuss that. Actually, Jenny uh, has a question for you, and this is um did did you meet Princess Nina when she was in town? I did actually. Yes, I was so delighted to meet her. Um, I almost didn't get to meet her, but actually, um, I ended up going and just doing a quick little viewing where she was staying. Um, just we just watched the episode in the, in a living room mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and it was just really cool. We chatted about North Carolina and stuff. She's amazing. She's wonderful, and she's doing her little tour of Australia because she loves Australia, and we love her. Right. So it'll be great to have her back soon. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, hope hopefully we get her on a season with yourself uh, and George and Gerald. <laughs> and Haley and some of the Just people from your season. Back. Yeah, yeah, bring, yeah. Bring Let everyone back. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Definitely, but no, definitely. Be a, yeah, she, she was certainly a highlight of this season. And uh, I suppose we'll, we'll bring up Nina and Sandra because I, I think they were the main draw card on this season. Um, what were your thoughts on, on them on the show? They obviously played very hard and it was it was sad to see them go early on. Yeah, I mean, no, I was so excited to see both of them playing. And I think they played just so amazingly. Um, Sandra, it's always just disappointing because she is such a huge threat. And it's always at swap. And she knows mm. this. She comes back every time. And she's like, I'm not going to do it anymore. But of course, she came for Nina. But it was just so good to watch her playing our game and our version of the game. I think, you know, the fact that she's like, oh, my God, your challenges are in, you know, out of this world and stuff like that. Just having that insight going, see, it's not just me. Like, they are really hard and stuff like that. So it was good to have her perspective. And of course, Nina is just um, was amazing and was playing such a good game, had such good analysis. Um, yeah, just so disappointing the way she had to go. Um, you know, um, she's well healed now. So that was the first thing I checked when I did meet her. I'm like, yeah. she, she, she's well healed and everything. So absolutely deserves another chance at the game. Because I think if she had stayed and was able to stay, this would be such a different um, outcome right now and just the way everything is unfolding. And it just, it was kind of really, I think, missing a player like her. Mm. Um, glad we got to this week, but just, I think, early on in Merge and stuff like that, one of the things that I certainly felt was that you needed someone like Nina and the way, the type of game that she was playing to kind of move the minority around a little bit more. And I think she would have just been a really great character and a really good player in that point. Um, just after after merge, so yeah, so hopefully um, we'll get we'll get we'll get her back. Um, maybe Sandra as well. I definitely would always love seeing Sandra um, and and yeah. just the way she is and she yeah. So it's it was just we're, we were so privileged to have them both um, visiting the season. Mm, and speaking of second chances and shaking up the game, obviously last week we had the purgatory twist uh, with Geordie, Shay, and KJ returning 
from purgatory and entering their way back into the game. Uh, really exciting to actually see that pay off, um, despite it being a bit of an unfair twist. But it, it's exciting to see that pay off and then have a lot of chaos back at camp because what we saw last week with this formidable six was they were sticking strong. Um, and now that we have someone like Geordie back in the game who has his eyes firmly set on pointing the target on Mark and Sam and getting rid of those two idols, it, it really did add a fun dynamic this week to see all heck break loose again. Yeah, definitely. This week has absolutely shaken up and it's very different now, which is fantastic because I will say that I, I don't know how, I mean, the twist with Purgatory, it wasn't a great week. I think, you know, you everybody knew what was happening, the types of strategies that they were making, the types of moves, everyone was just hanging on. So it wasn't great, um, I think, in terms of gameplay. Everyone just didn't really mm. want to make any big moves because you'd just be sending someone back to Purgatory. I think the fact that um, these three players made it back and I think, you know, I think it's, it's a Really, it was a really great week this week, and things are finally shaking up a little bit. Um, some nice advantages always help that as well, and and it's such a great position this week. And she played her position super, super well, and it fits her game so incredibly well. And I think she's really in a nice place right now to really go get to the end there. So you know, um, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that's right. And obviously, the main the main battle this week was between Geordie and Sam. Obviously, Geordie wanted to pick up those loose numbers with the likes of of Jordan, Josh, David, and Chrissy um, on the outs, trying to gain some sort of a majority on his way back into the game. Um, while Sam, of course, still had her target firmly set on Geordie. Uh, and why shouldn't she? Because Geordie has been created in absolute chaos as the Joker himself. Um, what what were your thoughts on Geordie's return to the game and you know j- just his desire to come back with revenge and really set his sights on, on Jordan and Josh uh, and try and pull them in as numbers? Well, I think this isn't a surprise. This has been Jordy's basically his entire origin story as the Joker has been, of course, <laughs> yeah. since Jesse um, got uh, blindsided and um, Sam took the idol from Jesse. That th- he's just been laser focused on on getting getting rid of Sam. I, I I don't think he's really looking at the game. Beside, I just need I just want to outlast Sam, and as soon as I can do that, I can rest happy and stuff like that. Um, so it's been an interesting. Um, storyline for him. Um, he's obviously a big player. He's not afraid of making big moves. He makes very declarative moves. Um, I think strategy-wise, he's basically um, just throwing everything out there and trying, hoping something sticks. I don't think, you know, um, before he was sent to Purgatory, he was kind of doing that, just pitching left, right, and uh, mm. so left, right, and center, just trying, hoping that somebody would finally believe him or empathize or kind of see the value of voting out Sam. Um, it wasn't working very well. Um, I don't think his approach, for me, watching this week, his approach coming back this week wasn't very different. Um, I think, again, he's still just going, we have to get rid of Sam. We have to get rid of that idol. Mm. She stole the idol. We have to get rid of it. But um, I think what's good is that because he had that time in Purgatory, especially with the Purgatrio, I think as people are calling it, um, he had that opportunity to build those relationships that I think previously he lacked. I think he was just such a bombastic player earlier that people didn't trust him and didn't really feel like they had that kind of connection or, you know, he didn't really have very strong alliances. So now coming back as a minority, um, he had that advantage. And um, yeah, so I think he he worked it well. I think he um, positioned things better with um, some, some of the swing votes, specifically around Dave and Juicy Dave. Um, this week I think showed up there um, and also I guess um, speaking to Josh especially I think he's tried to approach Josh, Josh and Jordan a few times but um, I think finally especially after that first move 
um, where they did get rid of Jordan, that something's finally clicked. So some, the timing's working out better for him. So yeah, so it's good to see that Jordy's insistence and persistence is paying off to some degree. Yeah, that's that's right. And and you're right in saying that. I, I think what's changed is the people coming back from purgatory, the, the purgatrio, um, especially in KJ and Shay, they're now willing to play the game and make these big moves. Uh, well, they, they, they were before, but they weren't necessarily sure they could trust Jordy. Um, and I think this week is certainly we've seen that uh, that capital put in Geordie has certainly grown. A, a lot of people are more willing to trust him. Um, and a big part of that was what happened at the Survivor auction. Now, we had our traditional, you know, a meat pie come up. We had a palmy, uh, a burger. Um, there was a covered item, which which was quite interesting to see. Obviously, Geordie went all out and bid 500 for that. Uh, Mark also bid in $500, a, a little bit gutting for Geordie to, to put all that money on the line. Um, and come home with a five hundred dollar rock. Uh, if, if you, if your opposition was in that position, would you put your five hundred dollars on the line just to make sure they didn't get an advantage in their hands? I think for Mark and Sam specifically, because he is such a huge, he's their biggest threat. Um, I yeah. think it makes perfect sense. Um, I think if you're one of those middle players, it doesn't really matter. But basically, um, Jordy is still the biggest threat to them. And it makes sense that they have to kind of whatever it takes to get him out as quickly as they can. And, you know, I mean, auction is auction. I'm so glad that there was auction. We didn't have an auction my season. Yeah. So I'm you, so you grateful. Kind of, you kind of had an auction we at, had the, at the merge challenge. But, <laughs> and we yeah. had the covered cloches and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't have the actually the pure auction format. So it was so good to see the auction come back this time. And yeah, I think in a situation where, you know, Jordy, who is like, clearly gunning for mark and sam he's not he's got nothing else but blinkers he just wants to do that it makes sense that they one of them has to kind of lay down and say yep we're going to take a gamble and as long as he doesn't get it and it goes to rocks it goes to rocks then mm -hmm. there's no you know that's as much control you have so um good for mark and well good for mark because he got fed that's the thing it was yeah. worth the 500 dollars yeah. for him to get fed so it was worth it for him to take that shot and poor jordy yeah ended up with the 500 rock but you know yeah. that's the nature of the auction as well is that if you go for it that's what happens yeah and mark mark of course as i mentioned that he did get fed he got steak and chips but there was another covered item that came up for grabs i would have been quite happy with vegemite toast i, I love some vegemite so uh, sam sam got some vegemite toast didn't exactly fill her up as much as she would have hoped um, I, it, I'm it just was, surprised. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it, 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 it was kind of thought that there wasn't an advantage um, at the challenge as well. There, nothing certainly came up for grabs from what anyone saw. Uh, but of course, KJ as well. She swept in um, and got herself a, a nice uh, tray of tea and you know some nice some nice uh, cups to go with it. Um, and of course, she, she snuck away with an advantage. And we will uh, discuss that. I uh, want you to finish your thought though on the Vegemite. Oh, just on the Vegemite, I just love that right before Sam got the Vegemite and she wasn't sure because she thought it could be an advantage, was that it could be an egg. And straight away, yeah. of course, I'm thinking of Baden's egg from my season and just the look on his face and the jaw dropping this. And I just love that for the rest of, I think, Survivor history, the big fear of auction items is going to be, it might just be an egg. So I think she was happy that she didn't get an egg and she got Vegemite and toast instead. So yeah, poor, poor Baden yeah. goes down in history as the worst auction item to win. I, I, there's been worse on the US. Um, but I think so, no, it's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd be happy with an egg compared to, I, actually, I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind trying some, um, I feel like you'd get more, more protein out of witchy grubs than you would out of one egg. Um, but but certainly it is 
uh, at least something you're used to, um, at least something your, your palate is accustomed to. Um, but no, it, it is it is great to see Australian Survivor bring back the auction. It's something we really miss from uh, US. Of course, South Africa always have it, but US Survivor especially really missing that. It's It really is, I, I'd say, my favourite challenge in Survivor. It's such an iconic challenge all the way back to the Australian Outback that first season. Um it, it it really is always fun to watch you guys you know just just bid over these food items and go absolutely crazy and you know maybe maybe eric from micronesia will pay 20 dollars to lick Sari's finger or um or, all these different fun things it just gives puts a lot of perspective on what money is now you know and especially out there 500 dollars you're paying that for a state because it is that value and it kind mm. of and i just love the you know the equality of it it's not a puzzle it's not you know it's not a strength test or an endurance it's just whatever you decide and there's just some rules on it and it just kind of you know brings a little bit of equilibrium to what is oftentimes very intense challenges and it's good fun for us to watch that people get fed without needing to earn it that that's nice <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, everyone except for Geordie, really. And, yeah. and Shay. Shay didn't really get fed either. Yeah. Uh, she certainly got fed on the love of the others. Um, a, a tough dilemma she faced. Um, but why I, I mean, I, I would probably be in the same position as her. I'd give it all up for, for the rest of the tribe. I'm sure you do the same. Um, when, when you get that option between giving out eight letters or keeping one to yourself, uh, I think you're always going to going to give it away. Oh, I think so. And, you know, there's so much to be said. I think it's different. Like, I think Shay, I definitely wouldn't hesitate to to to, to mm. give something like that away. I, I think it would be one of those things. And I was talking to my husband about it. If, if something like that had come up, I wouldn't have bid for the personal item. I would have been like, where's the food? You know, I wouldn't even like yeah, try and yeah. get a letter and be like, what do I value more out there? Um, But yeah, definitely in her situation, I think it, it, it's not a question. It is you're so close to everyone as much as it's a game and you're like, you know, trying to backstab each other and win. You do form really, really tight friendships. And, you know, um, yeah, you all you have is that each other out there. So there's no question that you would give that up um, for some for you for your tribe mates out there. Um, you know, from a strategic standpoint, it helps your social game mm. and stuff like that as well. But just it's just a human thing, I think, just because the elements are so tough and the situation is so tough and all you have had with is your is these people with you. And you yeah, you form such close friendships and such close bonds. So it was great to see Shay giving that up and everyone else, you know, for and such wonderful stories that we got out of it. You know, Josh's moment was just absolutely touching and it was just so, so good to see. So that's just worth so much, um, you know, um, for, for everyone out there. So it really lifts your spirits in that way. Yeah, that's right. Every time there's a family visit on Survivor or, or Letters from Home, you've always got to make sure you've got a, a box of Kleenex next to you. It, it always brings out the tears. And I, I think you do become so invested in these characters. Um, and for Josh as well, such a massive moment for him, um, you know, to, to find out that he um, is going to be having a baby. Um, a very, very exciting news for him. And congratulations to Josh and his partner as well on that one. Um, fantastic news to get. And just that would lift your spirits so much being out there, um, you know, being deprived from your family and finding out such great news. Um, it, it does give you that extra bit um, to play for as though the $500,000 wasn't already good enough. Um, certainly the ability to play for your child as well is just uh, outstanding. And, you know, it's such an emotional moment for Josh and his partner. 
Oh, absolutely. And it was just so, so wonderful to see and just know. And it is kind of, you know, I think we haven't, I don't, because they've been playing in pairs and you, you kind of, the story you get is the relation, the, the characters you get is the relationship with the, uh, with their, mm. with their partner and stuff. So we don't know a whole lot about Josh aside from he's a pilot and, you know, his uh, relationship with, with Jordan. So I think just having some of those more personal moments really, um, you know, um, shows us a lot of what, what's behind these characters. You know, we know them as characters but only within the scope of each other um so yeah you know josh has just been a, such a strategic analytical player we haven't seen a lot of emotion from him at all which has been fantastic for his game but just to see that extra you know moment of what it is like outside for him is just really really wonderful and you know i i think it's really special and um yeah it makes me kind of go oh i hope they all do really really well so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a similar sentiment for Mark and Sam, obviously, um, hearing from their child at home and uh, Geordie as well, um, hearing that his dad is doing very well as well was um, great to hear. It, it really is, you know, we, we do get so invested in these characters and, you know, we, we learn to love them on the screen, learn to love and hate, um, but but mostly love. Um, it, it's, it's always great to see, you know, these guys getting that spirit um, to lift them up and uh, un understanding their motivation for coming into the game it's it's always fantastic to see yeah definitely and yeah and you know it reminds us to be nice to them because while we analyze their games and stuff there's very beautiful people behind that part and stuff like that so yeah just be kind <laughs> that's right no that's right yeah 24 beautiful people on 25 sorry I, I shouldn't forget Jonathan uh, 25 beautiful <laughs> people on every cast um, every season of Survivor um, but you know so the, the main thing from this auction though that we get after the letters from home uh, KJ reads out her advantage and she has the power uh, it's it's a little bit similar to what George um, and Simon found in that first episode of your season of course George played that um, to keep himself and yourself off the bottom. Unfortunately, um, we did see say goodbye to, to Chili Philly in that episode, which was very sad. Um, but uh, obviously, KJ gets this advantage. It gives her the power to remove three people from tribal council. So they now cannot vote and they also can't be voted for. Uh, what are your thoughts on this advantage coming into play at the final nine? Yeah, I mean, I think something like this had to happen because otherwise if we didn't have some sort of advantage that um, was able to be played in this way, we were just going to end up with, and now we're going to pick off the minority again. Something was required to shake it up, um, specifically because the two idols that are in play are sitting in someone's bag yeah. right now. So those types of things that normally are shaking things up, um, because they're sitting with the majority, it isn't. So yeah, so I'm really grateful and thrilled. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of huge twists, but an advantage like this at this moment when they've just come back um really can change the course of the game which we see um if, you know if played correctly and i think kj absolutely played it wonderfully i think it's interesting it is very similar to the advantage that george found um little difference is i think george had to lead take himself that's right so the that's way right. that wording yeah. was yep yeah, that george had to take himself and someone else home and you know it was day two so it's not like he could really make those the alliances that were formed were very very loose because it is only day two you kind of go with what what happens in that moment but here, the numbers were very specific and um, could be utilized in a very, very clever way. I think, you know, the fact that there were nine of them left and there were three that could go, this was done deliberately and yeah, and was just needed to be played in a particular way to be um, interesting and advantageous and kind of make things a little bit more um, unknown and give basically the minority a shot at 
um, you know, turning the tables and stuff. And yeah, KJ, to her credit, did an absolutely brilliant um, move on that. I think she just really, really very well considered. And I love that she didn't actually diverge, um, like divulge this information to anyone. She kept it all herself and did all the calculations herself as well, which is fantastic to see. So she's clearly an incredible player and quite got has quite a strategic mind, even though she's been very quiet and underrated in through throughout her, you know, through through her interactions with people. Yeah, that's right, and that that that's um, exactly what I was thinking as well. The fact she kept it from everyone, I I think, is props to her. Um, you know, she keeps such a game changing advantage um, secret is, is massive, but obviously it worked out for her um, because you know she did manage to remove the majority. I, I thought she played it uh, the best she possibly could, really, um, leaving Sam there and leaving Jordan there was probably the smartest decision, knowing of the possibility that there could be. Uh, that Mark and Sam could have two idols between them. Obviously, they could play one for each of them to keep them both safe. Um, and I, I will go into the the vote later because I, I did have another idea as to how they could get rid of Sam, which I, I'm sure you saw um, with the split. But we'll we'll discuss that because uh, first we, we've got to look at this immunity challenge way. Um, we, 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 have, uh, we have the Fitz Tower in Australian Survivor. So great to have. Finally, finally, after 19 long episodes, we have a puzzle. So great a to see. A proper one. A proper puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. And it was very strategic and everything like that. Yes, a perfect puzzle, classic puzzle. And, yeah, I think um, lots of different ways to solve it. And But I, I absolutely thought um, Shay and Josh really, really showed. And um, David as well. So you can see there were so – there have been actually so many great puzzlers, I think, throughout the, throughout mm. the season. I know Kate was talking. She was great at puzzles. I know Michelle was saying she – was a puzzle puzzle fanatic and all of these this promising like talent that has been useless basically (laughs) entire just sitting there dormant this entire season so 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 good to see that that coming out um yeah and it's it's a classic puzzle and it's you know and and i've thought about different ways to solve it but i think it's also really different when you're looking at it and stuff like that um you know how you do that especially in the elements and stuff like that so yeah so it was it was a good puzzle to see the finish though needs needs a finish um we didn't get to see the two traditional finish <laughs> with the kick and that that was that was really but that's okay like I think Josh just didn't know like you know and stuff like that I'm sure now like if he was recovered from them but Josh you know by the way you're just gonna have to do it again when, when we see you we're gonna all be asking for one thing and we're gonna want to see yeah. it so he'll demo that uh, Australian survival winners at war I mean that that challenge has only appeared twice Michelle won it both times the season that she uh, won at the first time obviously she won and then she returned in winners at war so perhaps josh goes on to win this season and it's just the the, the lucky puzzle um but no when we have josh on in the postseason we'll have to ask him um if he knew about michelle kicking that puzzle and and why he didn't do it if, if he did but uh, uh, yeah no a great i really love seeing this puzzle um it's you know one of my i said to you before the show it is probably one of my favorite puzzles on the show um purely because you know i've i've the, the moment from Michelle makes it so iconic, but also um, the just the complexity of it as well. And, you know, the, the thought that goes into the puzzle, I think is great. Um, and I do think it's, you know, a, a very level puzzle that anyone can get. And for Josh, I was amazed at how quickly he got it. Um, I must say going into this episode, I did think he was just one of the brawny guys um, and didn't have that abil- that analytical mind um, to do the puzzles. But he did a stellar job. I was very, very impressed by what he did. 
Yeah, no, um, I'm surprised that I, I've seen Josh, like watching Josh play and stuff like that. I think um, I'm not surprised by the analytical. Also being a pilot, I think some of that goes in yeah. there. There's a lot yeah, of, absolutely. you know, you have to be very holding a lot of information all at once in your head. But yeah, no, um, I'm very, I'm. it's good. I think it was great that he could demonstrate, demonstrate that. I don't think that there, I think the way he's been playing has been really smart and he's clearly very analytical. Lots of his, you know, um, analysis, especially about do they have the idol, do they not? have the idol it's just been very very factual and analytical so um yeah i suppose like oh i intuit i in i'm intuiting is that a word but yeah you know it, it's not based it's just purely based on analysis and stuff like that so yeah so and that was a great puzzle to do that and yeah, yeah and he he definitely showed yeah, I think the I think the correct uh, English for that would be using your intuition. That's right. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. In, in, in I, don't I don't know. I make words up all the time. This is what writers do. We're just gonna wake up things and be like, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah there we go. Intuition. I'd I'd I'd, I'd intuit into the to the way Chim dictionary. I'd add that one to the dictionary, but no, <laughs> <Love> it's. It. <laughs> Yeah, no, so Sam, obviously, uh, knowing that Josh, one of the members of Formidable Six, has won immunity, she obviously sets in plan this mo this motion, this plan to stack all the votes on Geordie. Certainly the right thing they can do at this point. Um, I mean, there's, there's no point in a 3-3-3 vote split when you know that Mark and Sam both have both the idols um, at this point yeah. in the game. Um, I, mean, I suppose there was always the thought that they could have received something from Purgatory, but I think um, just the redemption in, the, in itself um, is enough. But no, so, certainly interesting. But Geordie, of course, he makes the right move in pulling aside uh, Juicy Dave, which I think is a brilliant move. And I, I must lord Juicy for his his play this week has been outstanding to see him, uh, you know, flip to the other side and make these big moves to position himself better in the game. Um, I really like, I, I think he's just had a massive heel turn over the last week, which I love to see. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays um, in these coming weeks. And I, I would say that for most of the cast, really. Um, seeing seeing people like Josh and, and David turn away from that formidable six has been sensational to see them finally, I, I won't say finally um, setting strategy into motion because I, I do think it was smart for Josh and David to stick up until that point. Um, but of course, it, it is giving them more options in the game now, um, which is which is great to see um, that they're you know trying to to make these big moves and dismantle this this power couple in uh, Mark and Sam. Yeah, definitely. Um, great job, Dave. Juicy Dave. Um, you know, we were saying he's earned the previous moniker of Decoy Dave, the speaker, and making various yep. things. But yeah, no, um, I think the timing on that is really good. I think the way he's been playing, I mean, I think he got very spooked himself early on in the season when he was, you know, he had that big fallout. He had to play the idol because that was his only way to save. And I think he's just been laying low. And I think, you know, he has been saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a move, not now, not now. And and he was right. I I agree with you. I think that um, especially last week in the past four votes with Purgatory, there was it was not the time to make a move. You just yeah. you're in the majority. You're not in danger. You just hold tight until the numbers work more in your favor. And yes, absolutely. Um, at this stage, when you have nine players and and you have a majority, um, you, and you can play that swing vote and play that middle very well, I think um, now is the time for him to make a move. Um, I think it's great. Um, the way again, I think the advantage played out. Um, he was obviously in that very um, important. position position to be the swing boat um but yeah but also I guess keeping his relationships relatively strong like I don't think anybody was super suspecting of him or like oh Dave's he's not gonna make a move he always says he's gonna make a move so I don't mm -hmm. think anyone was very worried about him potentially flipping over to the other side and it seemed pretty straightforward so yeah so I think um 
he he called it really well. He saw he played it really well. Um, I think he was doing really well with managing, I guess, his co-tribe mates, you know, um, using their emotions and stuff like that to kind of talk them through various things, um, especially with the Josh vote later, which we'll get to. But yeah, but I think, yeah, he 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 played a really, really great game this week, which is really good to see. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And though last week when we had Lisa Stanger on the show um, from Survivor New Zealand, um, we we were discussing, you know, who really can win at this point because we we were looking at it and saying, you know, Chrissy and David haven't, from what we've seen, made the big moves that could actually get them to the end. And similarly, KJ uh, as well hasn't um, done too much from what we've seen. But I really think at this moment, David and KJ, their their game is just beginning at this point where I can see them making some moves. Um, which is, you know, I, I think obviously late in the game is when you have the freshest memory. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's better to be making moves late in the game, I suppose, if you've got the opportunity than early in the game and then simmering off for the rest of the way. Um, but it, it certainly will be interesting to see what they do uh, this week. But I, I did say KG obviously made big moves um, and David was alongside her after she sent Chrissy, uh, Mark and Josh home. Uh, we, we did sort of allude to that. You think that was the correct choice? Um, I think so. I mean, I know there's all the kind of things, oh, it could have been a 2-2 split, 2-2-2 split and all these other things. Oh, I think the because she kept it secret and I think she's aware of the type of player she is and she's not she's not Jordy who's just going to try and like be the leader of 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 a minority alliance and try and rally a swing mm. vote. I think um from her perspective, I I absolutely think that was the correct move. Um I think that um she played it really well. I think splitting up the two couples specifically being the most important um dynamic yeah. there. And then also I just don't know whether she had enough like of a read on Dave's gonna be fine. He's definitely coming with us. I think there was this con this this understanding that well, if anything, it's a three-three, and then maybe you know because of the revote, and you don't want to go to rocks, will someone will flip and make 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 a decision yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's probably how she read it. I I think it's the safest way to read it, given that you just don't. I just don't think she was ingrained enough with the swing vote, like with Dave or Chrissy to kind of go, okay, they're definitely coming over. It's fine. We can resplit it. And I just don't think she has that. Um, um, the way she's playing, she's just been working with the majority. You know, she got, she was always the split vote and she always copped random votes on her. She just, just doesn't yep. have that power, I think, um, within that social dynamic to really make anything um, more risky than just doing a clean, clear, send the people in the majority, split the, split the, split the couples, send the majority home. And at least now we have even numbers and we'll, we'll duke it out from there. So um, I think for her game, yeah, absolutely. I think she's in a very good position now um definitely with making moves now's the time to be because if you make moves super early you're seen as a threat and people vote mm -hmm. you out as well so this yeah. is that really critical time like you said it's fresh in people's memories and stuff like that but um yeah i think she's in a in a great position now um and it suits her game because again jordy's she's not seen now as the leader of the mi minority alliance you know, now that they're equal, but you know, Jordy is still has that position, which puts him as a threat, and she can use him essentially as a shield. But she played her advantages so incredibly well to be able to keep herself in that position. What yeah, are your thoughts? I certainly, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I certainly think, as you mentioned there, um, my my mind straight away when I saw the four two vote was instantly the two 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 vote split. Um, but then, as you called into question, how how much can you trust David? He's just coming into your alliance now. Is that opportunity there? Um, I have to take my hat off to Mark and Sam for for making that little move there. Um, 
Sam, I think, might have fumbled her words a little bit when she whispered in KJ's ear that I've got Mark Seidel. Um, but uh, and then obviously she she tried to play that defensively and and say sorry sorry I didn't say I didn't say I had Mark Seidel I said I had the idol. It was um, the other way. She told Jordy that she had the yeah, idol. That's that's right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And right. then that's I right. said Mark Seidel. Yeah. yeah, but she she did say Mark Seidel to KJ at least from what we saw in the subtitles. Yeah, so she not, did. Not sure yes, yes. When and we like, was. why would um, you say Mark Seidel as opposed to yeah. another? Yeah yeah yeah. It's only the idol. There's only one unless there's two. <laughs> Yeah, but I think def definitely the right move to make in that situation. Why you leave your idols at uh, back at camp, I don't know. Um, I I do. I, what do you I, think I, of I that specifically? Yeah. I, well, I, I I'll, I'll we'll discuss this um, when we get to the the next episode because I think it is an, an important um, thing to discuss. But yeah, just just briefly from what we spoke uh, from last week, um, we were sort of thinking about it and and discussing it, and I think it is probably in Mark's best interest. Mark and Sam's best interest, honestly, just to leave those two idols with one person. And I'm I'm sure they would have had the discussion pre-game as to, you know, what happens if we're in this position. We have to cut each other to make sure that at least one of us makes the end. I think that is their best chance, honestly, going forward. It is a bit cutthroat for Mark to hold on to those idols. Um, but certainly I think it is their best move going forward. If they waste one idol on Sam, they have to waste another one at one stage um, down the track. Um, whereas, you know, Mark obviously... In the position he's in now, with what is it, seven members remaining? I think we're mm -hmm. at. Um, mm -hmm. He, you know, he, he obviously has to play those two idols at some point. That guarantees him at least final five. We've mm -hmm. seen how much of a threat he is in challenges, um, and I, I do think he can win another challenge, which basically guarantees him. You know, he, he can get to final four pretty easily at this point. I think so. I, I certainly think from Mark's perspective, um, it's disappointing for Sam not to bring home a bacon for for her family, um, but I think it's probably the best the best decision they could have made um, from what we're seeing, I think, for Mark to hold on to those idols, even though it's a bit of a brutal move. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think I agree. And again, I think with the whole Sam and Mark thing, the important, the most important thing is that since Merge, they've been playing together and it's just about yeah. them playing as as a couple. And yeah, it, it does make sense that between Sam and Mark that Mark holds on to it because exactly like you said he has the best shot at winning immunity so um and um so he'll last like he could do the he has the best shot at winning that final challenge yeah. you and, know, and he, he's up he's yeah. upset less people as well he he hasn't upset as many people as uh, as Sam has and I think if Sam was to reach the end as opposed to uh, Mark I think she'd face a little bit more of an uphill battle especially with her betrayal of Jesse um and and her continued lies and deceit in the game um, I think she, you know, she may not have had as much popularity from the jury as someone like a Mark Wood, who has, Mark has been playing a very active game, but I, I think Sam has been playing a bit more of that godfather cutthroat role um, than Mark has up until this point. Sam's definitely been the the more visible player. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a deliberate, well, I think that matches their gameplay, but also a deliberate mm. decision between the two of them to basically make Sam the giant target. Like as much as Jordy's like, I, you know, he's really got his sights on Sam. He even admitted that, oh, I threw Mark's name out there just to like spook him a little bit, but I've really got my sights on Sam. And he hasn't really yeah. developed, like deviated from that. So no, I agree with you that it's kind of like good cop, bad cop. Somebody has to be the bad cop. And if the bad cop goes first, then they're in a nice solid position. Exactly like you said, he's got the two idols. Um, he can, I think he, they have to use the, um, by, and the final five, I think that's the last time to use the idols. Otherwise, um, that's, that's the end of it. So, um, yeah, yeah so he's got, you know, he's definitely can make that and yeah, and he has a definite more than 
um, a really good chance at, you know, at least holding his own and um, winning that last challenge as well that, you know, to yeah. get to the final three. So I think that that's something that he's in the better position between the two of them. And then I think Sam, to her credit, played into her villainy a little bit more because she had the opportunity and the leeway to because she was basically always going to be if they had to sacrifice someone it was going to be her she would be the target she would be the one they wouldn't play the idol on and um yeah and just kind of she could manipulate what she could um you know make the yeah use her she could be the shield for mark in many many ways and um yeah and now she's on jury and you know we'll see how that goes i think um yeah that's an interesting spot for her to be in as well yeah, that's that's right. It's um, I, I think it was probably the right time for one of them to get cut at this point in the game. And and you're right, Mark is. Uh, I think final five is when idols expire in Australian Survivor, so he's he's got no reason not to play the idols at this point. Um, which yeah, I don't think if I don't think Geordie, I think Geordie could have thought that through a little bit better. Um, but I I think as you say, they have played a great role with the good cop bad cop and making sure Sam was the target. Um, certainly, certainly the right move there. Um, just summing up this first tribal council of the week, obviously Jordan went home in the end in a 4-2 vote. Um, as we sort of said, probably the safest option just to make sure there's at least three guaranteed votes on them um, in case Juicy Dave does flip back to the other side. Um, again, I do want to say Sam, obviously, um, doing a really good job there at trying to fake out the fact she has an idol. Um, maybe maybe she overplayed a little bit, um, but as as has been alluded to by Jordan and Jordy and the like, uh, she is well and truly in the running for an Academy Award uh, after this season um, of of Australian Survivor. Perhaps a Logie instead. Sorry, um, think, thinking more along the lines of, of Australian television. But fi final thoughts final thoughts on on Jordan as a player. Oh uh, look, I think Jordan was a really was a really likable person. Had good um yeah good great relationships and everything obviously a very strong challenge beast as well he won himself immunity um yeah it was sad to see him go but i think it was if something had to happen in that time it was going to be him i think uh, the way sam yeah sam did an amazing job of you know yeah saying she had the idol making a big fuss of it and you just don't you're not going to call that bluff you're going to be like of course yeah. she has the idol you know it's just it's too dangerous because this is you because the only reason this minority now has is in power is because of an advantage you have to make capitalize on that and you can't let it go oh you know we're going to take a risk and see if she splits and you know maybe we could split her out and get the uh, flush the idol but it's just you're not going to have this opportunity again so you know you have to do something with the numbers and again this doesn't put them in a clear majority either this isn't like suddenly now they're suddenly even again where it's four four yeah, so it's four, it's you, four four yeah yeah exactly so it's just you know the best you can do and yeah and i think i i just um i feel bad for jordan the way he went out i think it was just you know collateral damage where because you know josh had immunity he was you know he couldn't be voted for so you had to send him back between the two so yeah so that that was just uh bad luck for him i think i think it was just the way it was but yeah i think he played a really great game i think um him and josh were a formidable duel and it is sad to see him go but you know now's the time someone everyone's got to go every night right. so yeah but no, i think i think jordan was the most entertaining outcome for for the end game because uh, obviously if chrissy or david went home or or geordie uh kj or, or shay um, you know it wouldn't have had that same impact i think mark and sam still being there in this next episode obviously it makes it uh, uh, very exciting. Um, and Josh, of course, I think is, from what we saw at least on the show, he seems to be the more active strategist. So I think, unfortunately, Jordan was probably the, the best person to go in that episode, purely for our entertainment. Um, and that, that, that's why we watch Australian Survivor, of course, is is for these, these fun blind sides. Um, 
And Josh obviously has a, a bit of a negative reaction, as you would say in your loved one, get voted out of the game, coming back to camp. Um, uh, David has made a very good move here in making sure that Josh knows exactly why Jordan went home in the game, basically telling him that Sam made this play that she had an idol, um, and in the end she didn't play it, which forced them to then vote for Jordan. Um, and ultimately meant that he had to be the scapegoat at that point, which I, I think brilliant move by David to really make sure and hammer home um, that Josh knew what was going on. And Geordie uh, did the same as well. Um, but David especially, just to solidify that, I think there was more trust there, uh, which was great to see him do that. Yeah, definitely. I think, and it really shows um, that this is the opportunity. This is the time that yeah, Josh is really kind of letting letting himself kind of analyze and think about it. Because I think Josh has just been always been such a loyal player, and um, you know, even what happens now, he's a little bit not sure what to do. So Dave to kind of lean on that loss, explain exactly how it went down, and kind of redirect that sort of hey, by the way, you flipped. You know, I thought we were solid, and now you flipped. For him to redirect that, like of idea to well actually this is what happened and why Jordan went home it was really really good and I think this is where Dave is doing really exceptionally well is that managing his tribe mates and kind of understanding that you know Josh is going to have a little bit of an emotional reaction but also using a very analytical logical kind of explanation which yeah makes makes a lot of sense and could ultimately convince him to um make some moves and um you know drift away from his alliance which isn't something that he there has been no indication that he would ever have done that. Um, I think if it weren't mm. for the fact that Jordan went home, I think if it had been anyone else, he would have stuck strong, but just because it was his cousin and how it came out that he actually was starting to reconsider what was going on in front of him. Yeah. I think for Josh, I, I think it was more so the situation at, at what played out with Sam's antics. Um, that was the final nail in the coffin for him breaking his loyalty uh, with Mark, Sam and Chrissy at that point in the game. I, I yeah, I do think it was definitely the right move for Josh to make going forward. And it really has boosted his chances to win uh, by siding with Geordie at this point in the game. You know, it's um, better to to sleep with the devil you know than the devil you don't. Uh, and, of course, I, I don't think Mark has showed his duplicitous nature and, and Josh isn't as clued into that as uh, as. Uh, as Josh is aware of Geordie's duplicitous nature, which has come out so many times. Um, and Josh, of course, earned the nickname this week or, or gave himself the nickname of Two-Face um, this week. It's, it's always fun seeing these nicknames um, on the on the island or, or the outback. It's, I think one of the great things about Australian Survivor is we do get these fantastic nicknames like Queen Haley, King George, the Duchess of Double Bay. Did, did you, you didn't get a, a nickname, did you, O? I didn't. Um, I think it's um no, I didn't. I wasn't a royal title person of anything. I, I don't quite understand. Yeah. I well, I was saying, like, you know, people did ask me where in the royal family were you? And I'm like, well, I'm clearly the Chinese Empress. So that was the way yeah. I uh, that was the royal title I was gonna give myself. But no, I'm I'm good with I'm good with Puzzle Queen. I think I got that a little bit and I, I'll own that for now because I think Australian Survivor doesn't have a lot of puzzle queens, so I'll I'll take that for a little while. <laughs> yeah. No, Empress Way, the Puzzle Queen. Um, that 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 sounds that sounds good. Um, but no, yeah. So yeah, of course we have, we got the Joker and, and Two Face on this season. Um, but unfortunately for either of them, they couldn't win the Immunity Challenge. Again, I, I really like this Immunity Challenge as well. While it wasn't necessarily a puzzle, I, I suppose it was a little bit. It certainly required a lot of strategy and analytical thinking um, as to what your strategy is in regards to this. 
Um, a little bit different to what we normally see on the likes of UI Survivor, where, of course, you're having to step through that um, that sort of horizontal ladder um, and try not to make the the thing the table wobble. Um, but I, I think this was a more interesting dynamic, obviously, having to keep up the ball and make sure that it stayed up um, while also making sure you space it all out correctly. Um, and for Mark, I'm not sure how much attention you paid to his actual strategy, but it looked like he he made them close at the very beginning um, and then made them made sure they were all on the table at first before then working out the spacing afterwards, which I, I think was a, a good move for him. Um, and it certainly paid off because he won individual mini yet again. Yeah, no, um, it was, I loved this challenge. I really liked how it was a little bit different and everyone sort of had an equal shot. I loved seeing the different play ways that people were trying to manage the ball and manage the, um, the spacing. I think I felt bad for poor Jordy where the ball jumped out of his hand and he left this giant <laughs> gap and then it knocked things over and you're like, oh, mate. So yeah, so there's just a little bit of luck in there involved in that. But yeah, lots of strategy and different approaches. And I think, yeah, Mark, Mark had a good one, I think. Yeah, just kind of, you know, fixing the spacing and finagling it and just making sure that that's clear, but just getting them on because it was just, it was a long distance as well. So yeah, so it was, a, mm. it was definitely a, it was a good challenge to watch, I think, um, just changing it up. And it is always around this time as you're getting rid of more of your challenge beast threats by now because you're always looking at them, sizing them up, going, okay. Although I feel like this season hasn't been so much that way. Nobody's kind of going, hey, he's a big threat in a challenge. We should get yeah, rid well, of him. You, you've got the couple threats, which I think yeah, is more exactly. So, Enough more of so a problem. Yeah. And the idle threats. Yeah, exactly. Versus it was a big thing in our season, especially with scrappy little players like me going, I don't stand a chance. So yeah, so it's a different dynamic. But I think it was a fun, I think these types of challenges are really interesting. Same with the puzzle that we had um the day before you know they're just the, they just even things out a little bit so it's not just who can hold a thing for the longest time and and seeing you know and that's how Jordy was winning so many yeah. immunities is because he's absolutely a challenged beast but in these types of scenarios he's just yeah he's 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 on a different playing field on on a different level so yeah it's good to see it changing up at this point yeah, that's right. No, great for Mark, obviously, to keep him his name off the chopping block, um, because it does really. Uh, I don't. There, there was really no chance of a split vote in this episode, but at, at least it gives them at least one player that they know they know they can play the idol on, if it comes to that case. It, yeah. it won't really come to that case in the end of the day when we get to tribal council. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously, Jordy and, and David really hammer home to Josh that. You know, this is the best move for him to make at the moment. Um, Jordan ended up being collateral damage of Sam's uh, lies, really, at the end of the day, her, her deceitfulness. Um, and, you know, that Josh can't trust Sam going forward in the game. So certainly for Josh at Tribal Council, it was a big question as to where he stood. Should he stick with the formidable, what's a three or four, including himself now, um, being Mark, Sam and Chrissy? Or start to make these moves with the outsiders, the the Purgatrio and David um, Purgatrio, as as you label them, which I, I think is a great uh, great label there. Um, but Josh obviously makes the right decision in the end, I think, um, certainly to try and get rid of the biggest threat in the game. Um, and I mean, what what he did say at, at the confessional booth, um, which I'm sure you saw, he said, "Please play the idol. I want you to play the idol. Let's make sure Geordie goes home." Um, I I think he did he did play it the right way. He obviously told he told Sam to her face to play the idol, um, and that you know I've I've got your back. But ultimately, she didn't listen, um, and it, it ended up going the wrong way. And I'm surprised that Sam didn't play the idol. Um, obviously, we we did discuss that before that Mark would be better placed 
um, to play with two um, idols, and perhaps that did come into it. Um, but certainly for Sam, it, it was a missed opportunity for her because she should have known the writing was on the wall at that point, especially when it was 4-4 and you had the opportunity to go to Rocks there. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And it kind of goes with the the move that they made the day before, which was, and I, I think there are some different rules this time. And I'm very confident because of blood versus water. For example, what happened in my season, I think we broke a lot of things and that's why they shut them down with rules now. Yeah. You can't pass the idol. So I think yeah. you can pass, you can't, you can't pass the idol at tribal and you can't, um, if you, if it dies, if you are holding the idol, when you are voted out, it goes with you. So I think that's changed some of their dynamic, but of course you can pass it around in camp. So I think um, the decision to not bring the idols the day before was to keep them both safe because otherwise if one of them was holding one idol, that's that idol gone. Um, in this yeah. situation, and the way Sam explained it was she didn't have the idol. She would need Mark to play it for her because Mark's holding both idols because he can't be voted out. So both of those mm. idols stay in his position. It would just have to be that Mark has to play it for Sam. So, um, and look, I think she kind of did mention, oh shoot, I think it's me. I think it's me. But I think they did also discuss early on that they were going to, this was their strategy. It's like, nope, it's it's definitely me. I know what's, and and, and again, you don't, you have so little control and you have no idea what's going to happen, but you're, you're very suspecting. Oh, yep. This is it. This is it. But you accept you, you acknowledge that quickly. And then you kind of go, yep, that's, that's it. I've made the decision and I'm sticking to it. So they did, I think very early on, even the vote beforehand, they made the decision that it's better for one person to hold two idols um, at this stage in the game. So if one person has to go home, that'll be fine. Um, the other person will have a better shot at getting to the final with two idols in their hand um, than not. And I think they just stuck by that decision. Um, and I have no doubt that Sam could see the writing on the wall. I think Mark was kind of going more like, oh, well, it's fine. But to be honest, I think they both knew. I think it was just the decision that they made together yeah. that it wasn't worth. And it kind of makes sense. Because again, the other thing is if Mark had played the idol for Sam, she's going to be the target again next time, you know, and then she's yeah. either going to have to use the other idol or, you know, or something versus once she's eliminated as a target, it changes the dynamic a little bit and maybe you can target someone else on the other side or something like that. So surviving a vote by an idol, unless you have a strong strategy of who you're going to idle out on the other side, like, Hey, we have enough votes to get Jordy out. We're going to idle me out or idle Sam out. So then this way we know the votes are split and Jordy, who is our giant threat is going home. Then it's worth considering, Hey, we'll play that idol. But they didn't have this. They, they weren't making those types of considerations. It was just, mm -hmm. Nope. One person's going to stick. And, and Josh, you know, to his credit was just, he was so focused on not, betraying his alliance and was begging Sam to play it. And he didn't, you know, even in his betrayal, he's so pure and good and just going, no, it's the only thing that makes sense. And I feel so bad about yeah. it. Please just play your idol and stuff. So, you know, I think, yeah. And she didn't. And she's like, because I think that was just it. She wasn't spooked by it or anything. She knew that that was, that was the move for right now. So yeah, it's, it, it's their decision. It is a smart decision as a couple. Um, and it is, you know, we'll see how it pans out and how, how Mark gets to final five and what that looks like. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I think we know that Mark is getting to final five at this point. I, I think he, he can't, he, he doesn't have any other choice. Um, and if he doesn't play an idol, it would be really, I think the dumbest move in survivor history. There's no reason for him not to play an idol unless he, you know, wants to go to the end, like you Kwan in Cook Islands and, and show the idol at the end and say, Hey, you know, you, you guys didn't get me out. I, I still have the idol in my, in my possession and have to use it. Um, despite it being public, um, 
but yeah, no, certainly I think this week that all nine players um, played a, a very strong game, which is great to see because it's something we haven't really seen at all this season, really. Everyone had, there's always been some passive players in the game. Um, but of course, Mark and Sam were doing their thing with the, especially with the fake idol or, you know, the, the, the faux idol, I suppose, um, would, would be the, the invisible idol um, it, it is the better. <laughs> the, the non-existent better idol. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Josh, of course, uh, he made the big move of getting rid of Sam at that point. I think Jordan as well, he also considered earlier in the week, um, you know, whether it was worth breaking them up at that point. Uh, Chrissy as well considered that at one point. David, of course, as we spoke about before, um, he was the one that, that turned the game on its head, really. Um, he was he was the driving force behind that vote um, to really make sure that that one of that majority, um, th- those two power couples went home. KJ, as we know, played that advantage. Um, and and Shay and Geordie as well have come back from uh, from purgatory, really with a vengeance to, to make sure that they stick together strong um, and, they're, and they're going far in the game. Uh, final thoughts on Sam as a player. Obviously, she played a great game. Um, and I, I, I do want to say as well, it's really unfortunate to see the reception she's getting from the fans. It's it's never nice um, to see. Obviously, we, we know the game of Survivor is, you know, cutthroat. We do things, um, you know, we, we want to do these things to make big moves and get to the end ultimately um, and, and do and do what, what serves you best in the game. Unfortunately, though, that's then presented on television and you get some some people who don't like that um, and some people who who vocalise their thoughts and um, and say nasty things, which is really disappointing to hear. We, you know, obviously we, we love to spread positivity and, and make sure that, um, you know, th- these Survivor contestants recognise that they're, they're loved and, and, you know, the, the couple of people um, who might be the loudest voice aren't necessarily the majority at all. Yeah, no, definitely. It's been so tough to see. And 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 the good thing is I do see a lot of like, you know, the podcasters yourselves, you know, and everyone who is like part of this community. I think what is I would call the survivor community that I've been really grateful to kind of be folded into after I played my my little game. Um, everyone's been really, really supportive. And that's good to see because I think um overall everyone in the community recognizes the game, loves the game for all of it. We rag on the edit, we rag on a bunch of things here and there, but ultimately it comes from a place of love. So so I think being part yeah. of the community is a safe place. And it is just everything else because the internet is the internet and it has everyone and their mothers in it. And, you know, everyone's just not, uh, they watch, it's good because they're watching. Uh, look, I'm a huge fan of, please watch the show, enjoy it for whatever it mm. is. If it is because you like to judge people, like, you know, I've watched a couple of episodes of Max and just hated on everyone, you know, because I'm just like, oh my God, you know, that that's, Who you hasn't? need to Who hate hasn't? watch. Yeah. Yeah. And you need, yeah. sometimes part of TV is to hate watch. And, and it's great because it keeps ratings up and it keeps TV shows alive. If people didn't do that, then it would be, you know, hard. I think it's really hard when it becomes personal and people attack people mm. and we didn't have these types of, um, you know, um, yeah, channels before social media, and that's really tough. Um, I also know Sam is an amazing woman and is very, very tough, and she's been dishing it out to her trolls as, as you know, yeah. as, as strong as anything. So I know she's fine, which is fantastic, which is amazing to see because she, it is just a lot of, you know, it's it's such a tough place to be in. And I definitely copped a lot, my fair share of hate last year, you know, and it was hard. I, I consider myself to be like pretty, like, I can let these things roll off my back, but there was, it was hard. And I I know that she would be hurting because 
it is human to hurt, but I know that she's also okay. And I'm just, you know, I think she played an amazing game. I think so many of us are so incredibly supportive of her. Um, and the way she played was outstanding. I could never do so many of those moves myself. I would have been like, nope, nope, not brave enough. I can't even form a sentence to say to people, never lie, never mind lie. So um, she's played an amazing game and we definitely respect that. And the haters are the haters. And, you know, it is part of what it is. And I, I'm just grateful that everyone, you know, I, I hope that, yeah, we spread as much positivity and love to counteract that as we can. Yeah, uh, in the words of Taylor Swift, haters gonna hate, shake it off, shake it off. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that's that's a perfect way to sum it up. Um, it. Yeah, re really unfortunate, really unfortunate to see Sam and uh, and Jordan go home this week, and it leaves us with seven players now. Um, we have well, only one couple. Uh, no, no couples left in the no game. Couples. Sorry, yep. <laughs> yeah, both, both Sam and Jordan have gone. So now we're left with Shale, Chrissy. David, Geordie, Josh, KJ, and Mark. Of course, we've seen that Mark and Chrissy um, at this point seem to be a duo that will work together in the game. Uh, Josh is really this wild card. Now, I would say David is a bit of a wild card as well. Um, even Geordie, I could see flipping back to Mark and working with him at some point because he does seem like that sort of player. Um, and of course, we've got Shale and KJ as well who have um, worked as part of that purgatrio this week. Who do you see going forward uh, as being in the best position to win the game at this point? I definitely think Mark is the player to beat. Um, he, everyone knows he still has that one idol. He's in a good position to win more challenges. So mm. I think um, if anything, I'm really, I think a lot of these alliances are, you know, not really, I think they're going to be reformed. Um, but Mark, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that Mark is the player to beat. Um, I'd like to see Shay co um, come back really strong. She is obviously an incredible performer. Um, you know, I don't think she's made as many of the big moves this week as some of the other players, but I'd love to see her um, do something more in that. And I think if she does, she's in a really good position to to do really well as well. Um, and I'm just so thrilled to see KJ um, playing her game, playing yeah. her game so well. And, um, you know, she's been in so many tight little tight spots and everything like that, always having her name thrown, thrown around. And from a personal, like, I would love to see standpoint, um, I would love to see KJ get to the end, you know, in that final three and stuff like that. So, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that's a very emotional um, sort of read on mine. I, I can't help but be emotional in, in my predictions. Um, but if I had to, yeah, I think Mark is going to be the the guy to beat at this stage. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, as we said, he's guaranteed final five at this point, really. Um, and he does have that ability to win those challenges um, as it comes to the end game. Uh, Shale as well, she, she's been my winner pick from the beginning. Um, I do think that Mark has the better chance at winning. Um, and I sort of realized that since week two, but I, I do want to see Shale get up. It's it's great to see you going far in this game. And uh, again, David and KJ, props to both of them for making those big moves this week. Um, fantastic to see. And again, Geordie and Josh, two power players. And Chrissy as well. I, I mean, she's still a wild card. Um, who knows what she can do, really? She's a, she's like a bit of a hurricane. You, you know, you, you never really see her coming. And I, I'm sure she could create chaos um, if she wants to. Um, what, have, what have been your thoughts on Survivor 42 so far this season? Have you been watching? Yeah, I've been watching. Um, I watched the first two episodes. So yeah, um, really 
good to see i think yeah it's early in the game it's interesting seeing like that new survivor because they haven't seen 41 specifically so you know them being surprised oh my god we don't get rations and stuff like that but um yeah look i think it's a lot of i think it's early on early days so it's hard to get full reads and stuff but definitely some great characters marianne love marianne you know and yeah. stuff like that um yeah so i definitely think it's going to be an interesting season I i'm liking this new format it took a i think last season took a little bit of time to get used to and I love mm. I, I like to see that they got rid of some of the things like they had those puzzles that they kept showing us and nobody quite knew what they were doing I, I didn't know um so I think they revamped the format a little bit but um I, I'm settling into the more I'm settling into this new format more than 41 um because I'm more familiar with it so I think it'll be good to see all the games play out in this new format that's a little bit different so yeah so we'll see how we go lots of survivor yeah, no, which is always excellent that's that's right <laughs> yeah lots of survivor as well yeah yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So certainly uh, Survivor 42, the Survivor buffs, Gideon and Adam will be back to recap that. I believe the day after the episode airs in the US, um, which should be Friday Australian time or, or Thursday for you guys over in the States, um, as well as Survivor Hot Takes, Drew and Emily, they'll be on the channel as well, recapping uh, those episodes as well. It has been a great season. And as you mentioned, Survivor South Africa, certainly that comes up in July. Um, a very, I'm not sure if you've seen the cast or, or the leaked cast. I, I don't want to discuss it too much um, because obviously it hasn't been set in stone yet. Um, but from what I've seen, it does look like a very interesting dynamic on the season. Um, and, uh, there, there are some players that I'm really looking forward to seeing, seeing play, uh, especially some of those players who people wouldn't expect to see come back. Um, it's it, it's a it's a fascinating fever dream, I think, for Survivor fans to see all, all these players um, on the screen. And of course, a couple more weeks of Australian Survivor um, to go. We're, we're really winding down. Uh, Jenny Kay as well pointing out something I hadn't really thought about. I didn't even know the blood versus water divisions at the start, and I still don't know now. But uh, Dave is the last OG blood left, and the yeah. rest water um, members. I, I'm not sure who was on what tribe at the beginning. Um, but, but Jenny K is always in the chat there to keep us in check. And, and thank you guys, as always, for, for following along and, and commenting, watching live. We always appreciate it. Uh, Way, you have uh, obviously some books. Uh, you, you are an author. Um, one in the works as well, but you've also got some, some more for sale. Tell us a little bit about what you've been writing lately. Yeah, so um, I have, of course, um, I ha I'm a YA author, so I write young adult books. So yeah, my big books are The Surprising Power of a Good Dumpling, which is available both in the States and in Australia and New Zealand and wherever else you may be watching from, um, and also Freedom Swimmer, which um, recently was shortlisted for a Freeman Award in the States. So that was quite quite awesome. nice to yeah. have. Yeah. Um, but what I'm really excited about is um, I do have a picture book coming out next year. So it's still, picture books take a long time to do just because I've written the words. Now they have to bring on a wonderful illustrator who I'm not going to talk about too much, but I'm very excited to have this uh, person illustrating the book and bringing it to life. But it's it's called Last Place Lynn, and it's about a little girl who's basically in school competitions, and she's always coming in last for all of her school sports day. And this is, of course, inspired by my experience on Survivor, Australian Survivor Brains versus Broad, where I basically was terrible at every single challenge. And it is about owning last place, feeling proud of yourself, regardless of everything else around you, and and being, you know, trying your best and feeling good about that. So I'm very excited that um. If if nothing else, my survivor experience could birth this book. So yeah, so please keep an eye out next year. Um, and another other than that, I'm always on Twitter and on Instagram, breaking down things or making stupid videos and content. So you can find me at 1WPC. 
Perfect. And yeah, I, I did drop a link in the description to Way's link tree if you want to check out and find those books. So I think it has the, the link to buy in both the US and Australia. Um, so definitely go and check that out if you do have young adults or or you, you like to read young adult, adult fiction yourself. Um, it's it, it's always always fun um, reading. It, it, it does open up different worlds like Survivor does. Um, it you know it, it inspires the imagination, which is um, always great to see. And we always love having you on the show, Way. It's it's fantastic as always to speak with you. And hopefully we can do it again, maybe for Survivor South Africa. Um, or, or potentially we'll see you on Australian Survivor Second Chance with, with Nina um, at, at some point. Who knows what will happen That's there. the dream, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's the dream. And then, and then you've got to win that and then join Josh on Winners at War to, to kick over the Fitz Tower. Uh, <laughs> and then kick the tower over. Yes, that is it. That is it. That's the goal. We're putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been great you joining us as always, Wayne. And as I said, guys, thank you very much for joining us. As always, uh, subscribe for more videos. We'll be back next week. Uh, don't have a guest locked in just yet. Um, I'll certainly confirm that on our socials um, once we do figure that one out. Uh, but it should be a similar time, either Tuesday or Wednesday night, uh, around 7.30, 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time uh, next week. We're really heading up to the end game now, and it's going to be exciting to see what happens um, as we reach the end. As always, guys, thank you very much, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks. Thank you.